Welcome to episode 48 of the Women of the Military podcast. This week, my guest was Carrie Peterson, and she shared her experience of serving in the military and being a parent of military members, and I found so much of her story inspiring and interesting and full of so much wisdom that I really think that you will enjoy hearing her story. And if you haven't had a chance to listen to episode 47, I talked about mourning the loss of my military service. And I think this podcast episode was part of the reason where that grief topic came from. So we talk a little bit about it in this episode, but if you want a more in-depth look of what I was talking about or what she was talking about, but what my experience was for grieving the loss of my military service, make sure to go back to episode 47 and check it out. And I really hope you enjoy this week's episode of Women of the Military. You are listening to the Women of the Military podcast, where we share the stories of female service members and how the military touched their lives. I'm your host, military veteran, military spouse, and mom, Amanda Huffman. My goal is to find the heart of the story and uncover issues women face while serving in the military. If you want to be encouraged by the stories of military women and be inspired to change the world, keep tuned for this latest episode of Women of the Military. Welcome to another episode of Women of the Military Podcast. My guest this week is Carrie Peterson. She joined the U.S. Air Force when she was 17 and served on active duty until she was about to give birth to her first son. She has an honorable medical discharge. Welcome to the show. I'm excited to hear a little bit of your military story. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. My first question is going to be, why did you decide to join the military? Well, growing up, I actually have several generations that were military. And when I was 17, I went overseas and actually stayed with my sister and her husband at Ramstein Air Force Base. And I spent the summer over there and just was around the whole military environment and loved it. And so when I came back from there, I ended up graduating early and joining at that point. And I think it just gave me, it felt like a family. That's what I really loved about it. The military is like one big family. And I love the structure. And I really felt patriotic every time that I wore the uniform, right? And I think you can relate to that, just Mm -hmm. putting the uniform on and, and having brothers and sisters in uniform. So I joined, I think because of my upbringing, I needed something like that, a family environment. Um, It was structured, it was safe. So it was a way for me to go out on my own and yet have that that surrounding that gave me made me feel stable. And joining at 17, did you have to get a waiver signed by your parents or yeah. how did that? Yeah. So my dad, you know, I didn't have a way to pay for school or anything like that. So I also got the GI Bill at the time and he did have to sign on the dotted line. So and uh, I went to basic training. That was interesting. <laughs> I was actually called 17 when I was in basic training because I was the youngest in my whole flight. So it was it was interesting. Yeah, because, yeah, you were you were fresh out of high school and you were 17. So that yeah. that's not surprising that you were the youngest. So where did you go or what was your career field when you were in? I was uh, actually inventory specialist supply. And so I supplied every branch on the base with the supplies that they needed, everything from pencils all the way up to 
automobile parts and everything in between. So a lot of it was computerized, but a lot of it was just serving them one-on-one and getting them what they needed. And I really liked it. I thought it was a great, a great environment to be around. Um, I worked with a lot of civilians as well. Our base as a whole, Lowry was actually a um, educational base. And so there were schools there that we had to provide things to and things like that. But it actually ended up closing down. And that's when I ended up getting married and so on and so forth. But I mean, you can't complain. I went to tech school in Colorado and I got stationed there. So I was happy because that was my ideal base. So. And you mentioned your husband. How did you and your husband meet? Uh, we met in the military. He was actually um, in uh, satellite communications and he was stationed at Buckley, which was about 20 minutes away but was staying in the dorms and we met through mutual friends. So he was, he had already been overseas. He was stationed overseas and whatnot and ended up meeting through mutual friends. Oh, cool. And then you guys got married and your base was closing down. Yep. I actually got orders to Fairchild Air Force Base in Washington. And then when we got married, we got transferred to Oklahoma and we were stationed there for three years. That's where I gave birth to my son and I know he actually, my husband was in a mobile unit because he was, you know, SATCOM. So he was, he was mobile at all times. And here I was, they were saying they were going to send me overseas and uh, it's not, it's not conducive to, to do right. it. Right. So I made the decision to get out and be a dependent, which was very hard for me because I was used to, to being independent. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, so it was a life change. And honestly, I've missed it ever since. You know, being in the civilian sector is completely different. And so that's when I ended up getting out and staying home with our son. And my husband stayed in. He was in for a total of seven years. So so how many years were you in? Uh, two and a half. Okay. But it had a big impression or imprint yeah, on your life. Very, very much so. Um, more than I ever imagined. I think that part of military experience is embracing it for everything it has to offer. I have a daughter now. She's my youngest of four. And I absolutely am encouraging her to join the military because I could go on and on, but there's so many things I love about it. That's why we have two sons that are serving right now active duty. And I think there's so many good things that you carry with for your whole life, right? Camaraderie, the work ethic, the troubleshooting skills in times of, you know, trials and situations that you're trying to deal with. You're able to yourself together and figure out a solution instead of, it seems like in the civilian sector, there's this victim mentality and people don't really know how to deal with things as well. So I feel like the mindset piece, uh, the patriotic piece, just, you know, honoring our country and serving and being there to serve other people instead of serve yourself. There's just so many things. So as you can tell, you know, even to the point where my husband was, you know, getting deployed or getting orders or my sons have been deployed now, I still love the military. I never think of it from a perspective that like fear or like, I don't know, it doesn't feel like to me, like a sad thing. I really truly feel happy for them. And I feel enthusiastic about the steps that they're taking and the way that they're serving. Does that make sense? Like I've never left my mind. Yeah, I feel the same way. So yeah, it makes sense to me. <laughs> and you know, I, and, and so I try to impress upon people, you know, just the value of support from family, friends, neighbors, 
you know, people in the city, I try to go out and serve. We have a thing called Beyond the Yellow Ribbon here. And I, it's, it's to help military families and also help veterans. And so I try to help them when I can, you know, with their marketing and whatnot, just to get the message out there because so many people need that support. A lot of times when people leave the military, they, that's what they're missing and they get depressed and they feel lost is that whole piece of not having a support around them. Mm-hmm. So I think anything we can do to support veterans and stuff, I'm, I'm all for it. So I want to talk a little bit more about your switching from, as I call it, airman to mom, because that's what my blog title was and or my blog. And that's where I kind of started. I switched after serving and it was similar type of reasons. My husband was in the Air Force and it just, he was going to end up being one place and I was going to be somewhere else. And that just mm-hmm. felt too complicated when you added children into the mix. And it was really hard to leave. So can you talk a little bit about like just the struggle and like this anything you learned from making the switch from being in the Air Force to being a, a mom and a military spouse? Yeah, I think the biggest part for me was I think the military gives you kind of a, a purpose. And every day you have this mission that you come alongside everybody and you work together towards this mission, whether it's in your squadron or your base. And so I had to learn that my new mission and my mindset and my mission was raising my son and giving him the best life possible. And I had to embrace that. I, I have to be honest with you. I didn't like being a dependent. I literally, it was uncomfortable for me. And finance, financially, it was like, boom, you know, cut your income. Right. So we had to make adjustments. And, and when you're away from family, we never had that like soft spot fall, like, oh, our family will just help us out. They'll just come babysitting. You know, like that other thing, I think raising a family, you know, being in the military has its own struggle. And that is um, just being away from family and holidays and birthdays. So I pretty much just embraced it. And then I had to find something that I could grab a hold of to create my identity away from the military. And that's when I started you know, working out of the home, doing different things, direct sales and things like that. And it helped me to, to learn more about myself because I think the military is the opposite. It's not about yourself. It's about teamwork. It's about, you know, meshing together as a team and not being an individual. When you go to the civilian sector, now it's all about, you know, being an individual and and setting goals and like, you know, everything is individualized. It's like, totally different mindset. So I think a lot of people really, really struggle with that. And my husband also, when he separated, same kind of thing, really mm-hmm. struggled with it. Now I know the military offers you classes about separating things like that, how to get a job, but, but I, I don't know what it's like now, but back then it, it didn't feel like they gave you enough skills for that transition mentally, right? It's, mm-hmm, just, it's exactly. such a deep, deep rooted mindset that to leave that, it definitely feels very different. Um, so I would just say the first step is just embracing your value as an individual and what you learned from being, you know, enlisted and just using those skills to build a future for yourself and your, for your family. I've never heard anyone talk about how you're going from a team effort to like an individual. And that's yeah. a really important thing to talk about especially with transitioning because it's I agree I I mean I think they've made some changes I've been out about six years but there was a one-week tap class and they never talked about the emotions of like what you're gonna go through and that was like you really need to give people a heads up like this is gonna be really hard it's not just finding a new job because I think I think the military 
if I think back to my time in the military, it's not about acknowledging your emotions or how you feel at the moment or anything like that. So when you have those feelings of loss or almost grief, like I remember hanging up my uniform and thinking like attached to that identity, right? So there's like a grief and, and I've always felt like, God, it's something I've struggled with all these years later. It's been like, 25 years. And I still feel like, did I quit? You know, did I give up? Did I sell myself short? And then I see my grown son who's exceeding in the military. And I realized I did the right thing at the time, but it got to the point years ago where I was like thinking about reenlisting. That's how much I missed it, you know, because my kids were grown and whatnot. But it's like, I don't know. I just think that people need to acknowledge that and do some self-development and really dig in and think about themselves as an individual. And that's very helpful. So I think all of that is really true because I now that I'm doing this podcast, I found like my community and my purpose. And but for the first five years, people will be like, do you wish you were still in? I was like, yes, of course I wish I was still in. Like, (laughs) why wouldn't I want to be in the military? I got to do really cool stuff. And so it's been I like the word grief because I think it is a grieving process where you have to grieve who you were and what you were doing and find a new path. And it's it's a process and it's not easy. No, it's not. And now a word from our sponsor. Have you booked your holiday travel yet? Would you like to save money on travel and support your military community at the same time? AmericanForcesTravel.com is a DOD partnership with Priceline. Active duty, reserves, veterans, and more are eligible to use this restricted website. You'll save money on flights, cars, and hotels. And... Travel company commissions go to your service branch and are reinvested back into the installation community. Check out AmericanForcesTravel.com and see for yourself. So you weren't dual military for very long, but it sounds like you had a little bit of struggle, like being stationed together and all the dynamics that dual military couples face. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. I think just being a spouse of somebody enlisted has its own struggles. I Number one, I I wish the military was compensated more for for financially. I feel like they should be paid more than what they do get paid. But I think a part of it, most people that serve don't do it for the money. They do it for, you know, patriotism and, and just the love of, like I said, the love of the military. I think the biggest thing we struggled with was just feeling disconnected from our family and not being able to afford necessarily to fly home all the time or whatnot. So we would always drive across the States and go home and visit. But I think the military life, it's kind of like you just adjust to your own way of life, right? And then you see your family living a different type of life, or maybe your friends that are not enlisted. And I do remember that having friends that were not in the military and the lifestyle that they led that's difficult, right? Because Mm -hmm. I watch even my sons that are grown, they have friends that are civilians. And it's just a different standard, a different way of thinking altogether. So I think it was difficult for us, because we didn't have our family close. And it was also difficult financially, you know, to, to make ends meet, because our pay wasn't much. And so we had to sacrifice the niceties that a lot of people in the civilian sector have. Um, The other thing is just, you know, freedom, freedom to just move when you want to move or, you know, do what you want to do. That's the sacrifice 
that people don't realize. I think sometimes, and then the whole victim mentality comes in, you know, why do I have to do this? You know, like they, they begrudgingly, you know, serve. And I think that's not right. You know, even parents that watch their kids enlist, they need to understand it's not about the money to go to school, right? It's about you are now married to the military, so to speak. You know, mm-hmm. when my when my first son, when one of my two sons left and I walked away from the maps, I cried because I thought, well, he's married to the military now. And I'm like, you are owned in a good way, but it's like, you just know the magnitude of it. And, uh, and that can be really hard for some. So I'm glad that we raised our sons to embrace that structure and that, that piece of being, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Like led, you know, willingly laying your life aside, literally, and honoring your country by serving in every aspect. And it, you know, even making rank now, is much more, I I would say it's much more difficult than it used to be. My son just made staff sergeant and it's like, wow, (laughs) making rank is not easy. And it's like, so he finally made it and he's happy. But along with that comes responsibility and leadership skills and so many things. And so we're excited for him, but it's like my other son that's overseas now, it's just, I never feel stressed. I don't know how to explain it. Um, I'm just, I feel good about the decisions that they're making for their future. That's cool. It's cool that your kids followed in your footsteps and are now serving in the military. And you mentioned that he became a staff sergeant, which I remember, right? That's going from being like a junior, junior enlisted troop to a non-commissioned officer. So it's a big deal to make that switch, right? It's a big deal. He has to lead others. Um, He's going to be responsible for evaluations and team members. And I think, you know, you get so... You can get, here's what's changed. You can't be complacent in the military anymore. You have to be growing. You have to be achieving. You have to make rank or you have to get out. Like it's, and even the, since 9-11, the physical aspect, so much more difficult than what we were in, right? I mean, we used to do some training physically, but now it's much more difficult and they hold them to such a high standard. And I actually think it's great. You know, you can't be lazy. You can't be mediocre. You have to keep achieving. And I think that's great. But sometimes when we're having discussions, they'll say to us, geez, you guys, mom and dad has changed in 20 years. So it's not even comparable sometimes, but we have quite the conversations sometimes. Yeah, that's really cool. So we talked a little bit about why you decided to leave the military. And we talked about why I don't want to miss anything in your military. Did you face any struggles while you were in the military? I would say the physical training was difficult for me in basic training. I was not prepared. And it's even more difficult now, but I would say that if someone was enlisting, I would tell them to train ahead of time just to be physically prepared. That's really the only thing I struggled with. Um, Sometimes when I was working my job, authority figures would be difficult to deal with and you really can't do much about it, right? Pretty much just have to buck up. So it really pushes you to grow mentally and to stay strong. Um, so many people don't know how to honor authority figures now. And in leading, you know, being a manager and leading other people, I can clearly see in our society, in a lot of ways, it's lacking, right? Almost like this mentality, like instead of people serving or being honor honorable, they their mindset's different. And so I, I've known of other countries where they require people to do some military time. I think that's great because it really helps you to have a good basis for your mindset. 
So say those two things, the physical and, and just honoring people that weren't always honorable, but knowing that that was just part of what I signed up for, right? You just did it. <laughs> and so those are the two things that I would say I struggled with. And you served during the early 90s, right? Yes, I, w- I enlisted in 1992. What what was it like to be in the Air Force? Because that was kind of like a peacetime, right? Yeah, it was peaceful. I mean, that was after you know, Desert Storm and things were pretty peaceful at the time. Um, I would say overall, there wasn't really any issues there as far as anybody being affected from any of that. Um, I didn't work any, but with anybody directly. And like I said, I worked with a lot of civilians. Uh-huh. Um, had I been in a different job position, I think it would have been different. But even though, I mean, when my husband and I met, even though he was in SATCOM, which is a completely different type of thing, we still had that that understanding of one another um, and, and were able to help each other. So we we're both from the Midwest, a lot of, you know, commonalities, but it's just, yeah, I really don't have any negative experience as far as the military is concerned. That's good. That's good. Did I miss anything that you wanted to talk about? No, I just think, I think the military as a whole should be really honored, respected, and upheld more in our society. Whether or not people agree with the president or the government officials, we need to always remember the people that are serving every single day. They get up every morning, they put their uniform on, they sacrifice a lot of things, and their families, their families you know, I have a good friend that, uh, you know, our son just graduated from, you know, Marine boot camp, and she was posting on social media just about what her son was going through. And whether it's sending them a letter of encouragement or signing up to, you know, to send gift packages to troops or whatever you can do, maybe it's just supporting another mother and father that are scared for their kid. Or maybe it's a spouse, you know, they're lonely and they're scared and they have kids at home. Find some way to give back to support them because every single thing matters. If you can get plugged into organizations that that support them, you know, give donations, give your time. That's just what I would encourage people to do is just to give back. Yeah, that's I as a military family, I agree it's really hard to have someone in the service and to be far away we're across the country from our family and so it's been it's hard because it's we can't afford to go home very often and it's just it's hard on I feel really the most bad for our kids because my husband and I chose this life and they're kind of along for the ride and they're getting older and so it's getting harder but yeah true and I I can relate to what you're saying and 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 that's a thing I think people can't wrap their mind around you know civilians can't like I see moms upset that they don't see their kids every weekend from college or they can't make it home for a particular. I mean, imagine every single birthday, holiday, you know, or your kids' birthdays, and it's just your little family, just the four of you sitting there celebrating. And right. it's that sacrifice that I really wish people, when they dishonor some, I mean, whether they, you know, dishonor them in some way, shape, or form, it's not right. Because even if you don't agree, like I said, with the president or things that are taking place in our government, to dishonor those people that, are sacrificing that time and their life serving, you need to remember that. So I just think that the best way that we can do, you know, if you can't spend time with your family, if you can't be there for the holidays, you know, just try to 
to remember that you're serving a much bigger purpose, right? You're serving your country and your the people, the freedom that that for hundreds and hundreds of years that people have been fighting for. I have one last question, and I feel like you've answered it, but I still want to hear what you have to say. But what would you tell young girls? You already talked about your daughter, but what would you tell them if they were considering joining the military? Well, first of all, I would say do your research. Do your research about what field you want to go into. Two things. First of all, on your own, research the different jobs available after talking to a recruiter because I did not do my research. I wish I would have chosen a field that was more fruitful on the civilian sector. And my husband did do his research. He knew that cell phones were a new thing coming out. He knew that sat satellite communications is going to be a huge thing. So he purposely planned of what job he wanted. Okay. So that's step one. And we've told our sons the same thing. And step two is to embrace it all from the beginning. So from the beginning, when they give you the test, obviously do your best. There's even things that you can do to prepare for those tests, those ASFAB tests. Um, and then at that point, you know, be super open and honest with your recruiter. And if they tell you something, do your research on the back end. So, you know, look into the different things they're telling you, visit with people that have been in the military, see, you know, make sure it's something that you 100% are invested in um, because it is a huge commitment. And then the other thing is, is that, you know, always remember that, you know, your family's there for you. It seems like your mindset when you're with the military, you feel disconnected from your family because they don't understand what you're going through. But, but your family also wants to feel connected to you because they feel like you've left them now. And the military owns you now. So it's good to keep that communication open so that the relationship when you're serving doesn't break down. That's really good advice. I like the end, the part at the end because I think sometimes you've, I mean, you change when you join the military because they break you down and then they build you back up, but you can still stay connected to your family and they want to support you and they're your biggest cheerleaders. So it's important that you do that. So that's great advice. Do your research and stay connected with your family. Mm-hmm. I think those are really important. I want to thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast. I've really enjoyed hearing a little bit of your story and just thank you for what you did for our country and what your family continues to do. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Women of the Military. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any of the amazing stories I have with women who have served in our military. Did you love the show? Don't forget to leave a review. Finally, if you are a woman who has served or is currently serving in the military, please email me at airmantomom at gmail.com so I can set you up to be on a future episode of Women of the Military. Women of the Military.